Hello, everybody. My name is Kelly Blackman. Uh, I am the founder of BE Consulting, and you're listening to Cut to the Chase. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase. Today's episode, episode 67, entitled Leave It All Behind. I'm going to say that one more time to our listeners and to our fellowship out there. Leave it all behind. And so I'm going to open up with a quote today before I get into introducing our special guests. And the quote starts out like this. Even though there are days I wish I could change some of the things that happened in the past, there's a reason the rearview mirror is small and the windshield is so big. Hmm. Where you head is as much important as what you leave behind. So today, my featured guest comes by way of a recommendation Mm -hmm. through a young lady that I have so much respect for. And uh, she's been a real LinkedIn influencer. She's been a champion out there. Um, you know, she's a, she's a very much an empowered minority woman, uh, of, you know, very strong mom. I mean, just, there's just so many great credits, uh, to, to state about her. And when she gave me the recommendation for our feature guests, I guess a little bit of the story that I can share, uh, with regards to, um, me moving forward was the fact that, you know, I'd mentioned to her, I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm having problems trying to find, minority males to come onto my program. It's like I I put out all of this outreach and then everybody kind of falls short. But the day she recommended our featured guests, I knew that it was coming with all of the positivity, all of the uh, recommendations at the highest caliber level. And when I ever connected with our featured guests, I tell you, it was it was definitely like creating a brotherhood. And so as I jump in to introduce our featured guests and some of the things that I'm going to say in the intro regarding our featured guests, it's going to kind of help ground the context behind, leave it all behind. Because in a lot of pretenses, we have to consider things that, you know, they don't necessarily cultivate our spirit. They just make us stronger. And so basically for our featured guests, he was born and raised in Chicago, one of the poorest, most violent neighborhoods. From there, his family moved into public housing, a.k.a. the projects. That's where he grew up. And in most cases, when you know you hear stories of people living in the projects or the ghetto, you know, there seems to be some type of mystifying, you know, magical things that that people consider when you make it out. And so while all of that basically defined and, and, and being raised in and around poverty, violence, and plenty of the worst parts of his life, he considers himself to be fortunate. His childhood indeed was rough, but it also taught him to be prepared, self-reliant, and balanced, which ultimately prepared him for success. Hence the reason, leave it all behind. He spent most of his work life in the financial markets, and in 2005, while working in accounting, he started attending DePaul University, majoring in business and marketing, and basically 
he saw where things kind of spoke out to him. It was like an abstract idea, one-off methods. He basically learned accounting and sales, and finally, given, given the form and shaping the direction, where he is today. And through that transition, he immediately found himself as a business coach, stepping back into the neighborhoods, helping out business owners, restaurant owners, asking the questions about how they ran their business in exchange for marketing and business advice. And what he learned through that was the fact that there were really no real business acumens. Individuals were great at cooking or or basically great at fixing cars or great at at having you know all of these skills but not the necessities of running a business that empowered him that gave him a notion of being able to reach out and figure out how truly he could help not only through financial planning but also marketing and coaching which he had been taught through DePaul University and through the insight of all of the skills that gave him the ability to use these skills at will. Many things went on throughout the course of his life. A few years later, he found his circumstances to be somewhat in flux, and he diverted to his side hustle. His side hustle income took him through places such as Worked Up and Fever, which were portals that help basically not only bring forth jobs for others, but also allowed for him to be gainfully employed as well. During that time, he also ran into the same people, which he had helped in small business and helped in through the restaurants. And he brought these folks into Deloitte and PricewaterhouseCoopers, and later he found himself working for Ernst & Young. Many of these people, and I say many because there's a lot of entrepreneurs, there's a lot of small business people out there. They see the brass ring, but they don't understand the process to achieve that brass ring. And what our featured guest discovered was these people were miserable chasing their dream. They were supposed to be happy, but they were very much unhappy. And as he dug into that deeper and deeper and deeper, he found that they were unfulfilled. And when he had another epiphany, the answer came to him when he went back to school for psychology. And that opened up the whole nother world of understanding people and their motivation. It turned out to be that the case where people were unhappy was because they hadn't tapped into their roots which is basically their why. They had no idea what they really wanted. They were too busy listening to outsiders, chasing money, living beyond their means, and of course, putting themselves in a situation which didn't establish a legacy for their future. And at that point in time, he created BE Consulting, dedicated to helping people get to their root, their why, so that they can discover what the real truth of joy and fulfillment is all about. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce Mr. Kelly Blackman and basically ask, are there any opening statements or remarks that you would like to to say? (laughs) 
man, thank you so much for, for such a beautiful intro. It, uh, it, it encompasses so many experiences and so much of uh, what I've gone through, man. I, I appreciate it so much. And thank you. Excuse me. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, I will make just just one quick correction. I, I didn't actually work at the uh, big four accounting firms. That was uh, that were a couple of people who uh, were actually hired by those firms when I was working and helping with uh, resume writing and career advice and things of that sort. So uh, I just want to make sure I get that clear because okay, I don't okay. want my Deloitte buddies to come after me. Um, <laughs> no man, worries. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the the only thing I would say to start is that um, I, I I know you and I talked about this uh, a bunch. Uh, man, I am a real human being. I look at everything that I've gone through as an opportunity. And, mm-hmm. and, and I like to set that as the base, because when we start talking about leaving it all behind, man, I think it's hard for a lot of people. Because mm-hmm. that is that is their crutch, and that is their that kind of anchors them to what their current reality is. When we're talking about leaving it all behind, it really is just that. Like those things are are, are a place to establish where you jump from, but you don't bring it with you. That's correct. That's correct. It it, it it's the old cliche of kind of uh, you know taking the good and leaving the bad behind. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and I and I think, you know, as as we open up, you know, I've got I've got at least one question in my mind that we want to kind of kick off with is, you know, when you when you start out with an upbringing very similar to to what you what you had, mm-hmm. you know, the prosperity and the notion and the discipline that it takes for one to get into the right thought process, the right mind process to be able to to pro, to to prosper, you know. Uh, because you see all of this going on every single day. And so, you know, you have to put yourself in a position, you say, well, is it, is this the way I want to live or is there a better way out there for me? And so I'd like to start right there because, you know, your upbringing was something that, you know, like you said, it was tough. It was hard. So Mm -hmm. describe to our listeners kind of, you know, what was that like as a child? And then what were your thought process with regards to where you were envisioning your dreams at that stage? Well, so I started off on the west side of Chicago, a little area called K-Town. And it was, uh, it's been known for a long time to be a place where there is obviously a lot of violence, a lot of gang activity, drug activity. I was probably too young to even be involved in any of that that sort of space at that point. But not long after, I was maybe nine, 10 years old, we moved into the projects. And, you know, I'm, I'm right around puberty time. And 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 that's where a lot of the, uh, I really became aware. Uh, I would say a good portion of my childhood up until that point, I really wasn't aware that we were in the ghetto. I wasn't aware, you know, it, it was my reality. So mm-hmm. we didn't really get anything different. When we moved to the projects though, Right across the street, there was this really nice neighborhood, and my street was like the line of demarcation between poverty and middle class, you know. And Mm -hmm. um, I think from that, I got a chance to really kind of get an eye of what else there was out there. But um, if I'm being honest, I really had no expectation of of really anything, you know. I was. I, I was I was a hood kid and I and I grew up with a lot of hood dreams. <laughs> so I wanted to be a rapper and a basketball player and that was the way out. 
Right, right, right. So, so as you alluded to, you you lived kind of on the line, you know, mm-hmm. where you could literally look across the street and see that, you know, life was let's just say flourishing more, you know, in in the in the aspect of, you know, probably better color, better built homes, better this, better that. And and here you are, you're 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 across the street. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm thinking as a kid, you know, for me, if I saw something like that, you know, that that's gotta be an experience where I would probably be saying, well, why? What why, you know, can't we you know, be in a position, you know, like that or, or, or something along those lines, because it's, it's tough for a kid to really kind of reconcile, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on when your parents are working hard and trying to put food on the table and doing the best that they can, but then maybe they're not, they're not privy to all of those, you know, different types of resources or opportunities to, to really advance themselves. And so, I mean, I, I certainly commend you for for at least, you know, at that point in time, understanding that, you know, you had a dream. And of course, like you said, your dream was to kind of follow some of the things that Mm -hmm. that you had saw or seen, you know, from billboards and magazines and posters. But there were dreams that were helping you develop, you know, a way to get out. You know, there was a there was there was a means for for some prosperity for you, even Mm -hmm. though that that journey wasn't completely defined. Yeah, so, or, or realistic. <laughs> or realistic. Right, 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 right. So so you know, as we advance a little bit, you know, the piece that I that I really kind of gravitated to was, you know, when I read about, you know, the the abstract idea and the one-off methods where you leverage your teachings and your learnings and all of the things that you had already somewhat experienced basically in your neighborhood trying to help others. But then, you know, after you went to school and things became a little bit more solidified, did that like open up a whole nother boundary of 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 thought process for you? I mean, walk walk me through that. Uh, man, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I feel like um, over my life, I have been so blessed to get to grow uh, as a person. So, uh, yeah, I, I started off with these really small, well, I mean, they were large trends, but really I'm, I'm five, six, man. Good chance. Mm-hmm. I was not going to play in the NBA, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but I grew up with those kind of dreams. Uh, the same thing with being a famous rapper, because those are the things that we saw. Those are the things that were the way out, quote unquote, the, um, <clears throat> as I got older though, man, I, I feel like I've been blessed with a mentality where I am able to take a look and see other things outside of where I started. So, yeah, it, it started off with this with this sort of uh, aha moment that I'm not the projects. I'm not the West Side. I'm not I'm not I'm not those things where I came from, that those were a part of my story, but those were not my story. So once I kind of got into a place where that became uh when i came aware of that man it opened up so much stuff so when i when i uh and a lot of it has to do with um my my sense of god and and my wife uh basically having having uh a higher power and then also having uh my wife is just always like super motivated so she'd always push and say, mm-hmm. you can be better, you can be more. And, and most of our wives are going to do that. They're going to yep. push us to try to be better than what we are. And I took that, man. And and honestly, 
when I started adding stuff to that, like I went to school for accounting and I started understanding like, man, I am naturally good at marketing and understanding this stuff. I took mm-hmm. that straight to the to the businesses I knew and said, hey, are you doing this? Good. I could sell you this service. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, right. The same thing, uh, opening it up with um, psychology and things like that. When I started to realize that the people who were having businesses, man, they were a lot of them were just miserable and, and not happy. And mm-hmm. when you start looking at that and you start looking at, wait a minute. What's what's the point? The people who I'm helping to get into these nice companies is like that should be the end, right? That's you're happy now. Mm-hmm. And we start to realize, no, that's not that's not the final step. What really starts to happen is you start questioning, like, well, what does it look like? What 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 is the happy place? Right. And that that kind of led me into this whole idea of, wait a minute, there's a personal journey and a personal connection that we need to have with our lives that most of us are lacking on. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I I I I can't agree with you more. Um, you know, even from from my experiences, um, you know, ex-military, um, you know, into working into a very um, I would call it cyclical kind of uh, fast-paced environment, corporate mm-hmm. world, and then stepping away from that and becoming an entrepreneur, and then trying to grow a business. You know, bootstrapping, growing a business. And then, of course, dealing with all the nuances. And, you know, I, I think some of the things that that, you know, came out of the things that I read about you, particularly as it relates to, you know, no real business acumen, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the aspect of as, as we're talking about kind of leave it all behind. It's like, you know, when you look at, you know, the community of minorities, at least back during the time that we grew up, it's almost like. Everybody had a, a unique talent. You know, there was always great mm-hmm. cooks. There were always great car mechanics and other various things. But, you know, to transcend that talent and that greatness into business and how to run, you know, cash flow models and marketing mm-hmm. and all these other things, mm-hmm. you know, those things were just never really gravitated towards. I mean, there were no there were no mentors to look up to. There were no coaches readily available. And, you know, I mean, for what you were doing for your neighborhood at that particular moment in time, you know, I just think that that was uh, extremely commendable because, you know, we really do need more of that outreach Mm -hmm. and more of that giving back because that's a part of the setback that we have is because, you know, we don't have those type of people we can look up to because, you know, ultimately, like you said, you know, going back to, you know, one of your earlier comments, you know, if everybody was aspiring to be on one side of the fence, you know, whether it's, uh, like you said, you know, a rapper or celebrity or star, you know, we still have to have the doctors and all the other people that really kind of support the infrastructure that's out there. And so, uh, so like I said, that, that was really commendable. And I think you you nailed it though, that right. We're we're missing that infrastructure, especially uh, in lower income uh, uh, with, with minority businesses, we really are missing that infrastructure. So there's so many pieces where, uh, the good cook never learns the business plan. So mm-hmm. he opens a restaurant, scuffles all the money together to get it done. And then what? You fail because you don't really have an infrastructure built in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I guess um, statistically, I mean, when you start thinking about, you know, the times that you were helping those businesses and trying to move them forward. What were some of the takeaways? I mean, because like like you quickly digest into the fact that 
obviously people are not happy. They're, they're working kind of themselves into the ground. Um, you know, there's, there's really no means to the end because they were not thinking for it. They were basically thinking along the lines of mm-hmm. a survival ship. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to lay down, you know, a seed and I'm going to let it grow. It was like, no, I got to do this because, you know, it's like, I, I need, I need to make, you know, the rent payment or mortgage payment or something like that. So what were some of the things that you were able to, I mean, pull together that you saw that were like common denominators between all these? Cause I'm sure there were some similarities between all of them. Yeah. Well, so uh, again, that's what brought me to the understanding of there not being uh, any real infrastructure. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the business of starting a business is a business onto itself. So it's, it's, it there, and, and this is, this is when the internet was just really coming up. So it wasn't, it wasn't a case where you can go on and find so much information about how to do it properly. But if you look like there's, there are so many different resources to start a business, not very much information about, um, how to be successful, how to run it. So people hadn't heard of a SWOT analysis. Most of these places mm-hmm. didn't have a business plan. They didn't have a marketing plan. They hadn't uh, checked out their competitors. I remember working with uh, one Chinese food restaurant and, uh, and and the lady basically told me, I was asking about her competitors and she was like, well, I don't know, but that one Chinese food place down the street, they got their money illegally and they blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, but do you know what they're serving. Do you know why people come? Do you know where they're coming from? Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. So the real common denominator, man, is that it is very easy or a lot easier to start a business than than it is to be successful at a business. And I, and I think that is partially by design. And it's also partially because of the fact that, like we mentioned before, that infrastructure is lacking. So in a lot of ways, um, uh, if you if you don't have the funds, if you don't have the information, you're kind of you're either dooming yourself or you're doing what you mentioned, where you're really just trying to work day to day just to get through that day. You're never planning ahead. You're definitely not building a legacy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as we as we uh, <clears throat> as we kind of uh, fast forward a little bit, you know mm-hmm. what you know with all the all of the things you learned before you actually went back to school for psychology. You know what what kind of drove you in in that aspect of of trying to define you know since people were supposed to be happy and they're not was it was it really primarily based on that or was it along the lines of you wanting to have a broader reach in being able to identify those reasons which would ultimately help you kind of solidify your business uh, acumen mm-hmm. in, in the way that you move forward I would say it's probably three separate events that kind of lead up to this. Uh, one was obviously the fact that I'm talking to people who were business owners. I'm talking to people who, I mean, we'd all consider successful in their careers. And, and my wife, who's working at as, as an executive assistant, is telling me all about these these partners who are making a million dollars a year. And it's like, these guys aren't happy. These guys are having broken homes and that sort of thing. So on one side, on the on one piece of it is I'm seeing these people who are successful and, and who I would think are successful and they're not happy. So there's a disconnect there. Um, the one of the other pieces, though, is that for me, I am I am super curious. I am curious about perspective. I'm curious about people. So that triggers a thing in me where I'm like, wait a minute. 
I thought this was it. That's not it. Let's find out what's next. And mm-hmm. one piece of, of that, uh, and there are plenty of examples of how this happens, but sure. I remember I was, um, <clears throat> I, I, my wife and I are driving to work. She's dropping me off at work and uh, we're in an argument. And when we, by, I get to my job and, and I get a call from her mom a little bit later on. And she's telling me that, you know, her and her and my wife got into an argument because her and my wife disagreed about what we were arguing about. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law is telling me that she's angry at one of the kids. So she's snapping at one of her kids. And uh, one of the kid goes to school, gets into a fight, ends up getting suspended. And mm-hmm. it made me realize that there's this sort of interconnectivity between people. And and man, this this idea, this six degrees of separation and butterfly effect, chaos theory, this thing like sparks so much in my mind, man, because now I'm thinking I got this idea that I want to be more, do more, help people to move into a, a better place, a place of happiness. And I'm like, I can't touch every single person in the world. But then when I started thinking about this theory of, man, uh, I, I my actions, my argument with my wife ends up touching multiple people down the line. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, let me see if I can tap into that and grow that into something positive. And, and that's what I've been working on ever since, man. That's what got me locked into coaching, uh, the, the the life coaching and the success coaching versus business coaching or career coaching. It's really kind of honed in on uh, really trying to, trying to do my part to make the world better. Sure. Sure, sure. So basically, as it stands right now, you are you're focused in on that under B and E Consulting. So, can you tell our audience a little bit about uh, B Consulting? Sure, it's a BE, so it stands for Butterfly Effect Consulting, and, and again, based on that same idea. And uh, the uh, basically, we do coaching, uh, coaching, mentoring, uh, uh, success building. And mainly what we're doing, I'm working with a bunch of individuals at this point uh, to it's a real simple concept. It's helping someone identify their why or identify that root. Like, what are you really aiming for? Because uh, I used to work in (laughs) I used to work consolidating people's loans, student Mm -hmm. loans. Mm -hmm. And man, I met a lady. um, Her parents wanted her to be a doctor. She spent Mm -hmm. maybe two hundred thirty five thousand dollars in student loans to be a doctor. Dropped out, was never a doctor, has all his debt to pay, and realized she didn't want to do that. So I'm really trying to help people to get really centered on their why. Once you get centered on what it is that that is actually motivating you, like what is it you're actually aiming for, then we can start developing goals that will actually help you to reach that plan and get that fulfillment. And from there, you're actually just building out a path from point A to point B. And, and that's just a super simplified version, but that is what I do in my coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly that that is uh, it is widely, widely needed in in a lot of different aspects. You know, um, you know, I'm going to segue here and I guess I won't get too philosophical, but, uh, you know, from from a standpoint of, as I consider it, how things have allowed for society to be brainwashed, you know, the the unachievable dream is always cast upon everyone regardless of what media platform you're looking at you know there's this mystified way of saying if you do x you can be y or if you do z you can be this and so forth and so on mm-hmm. but what typically happens is 
you know, maybe that's meant for, you know, the top two percenters or top three percenters, but it's not necessarily applied or should I say applicable to the 95 percenters that are out there. And so, you know, what you are putting out into the world as far as helping people get to the root, you know, I think it really starts at least from from kind of my opinion is really trying to segregate the ability for people to understand that, you know, just because their celebrity doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a celebrity or an NBA star or whatever the case may be, because, you know, their path was set for them based on, you know, something that either fell into their lap or or opportunities that may not be within your grasp. And mm-hmm. it's not basically saying to to chop anyone down or to stop them from living their dreams, but you always have to get to the root. And as you've talked about, you know, getting to the root really starts with the inside. You know, it starts with you looking in the mirror and understanding your capabilities of what you're good with, what you're bad with, how you make decisions, how you how you succeed in what you do, you know, your successes and failures and how you've learned those things. And I'm and I guess I'm saying this because recently for me, you know, there's been a lot of kind of, you know, dust being kicked up with regards to what's going on even today in society because of the simple fact that, you know, it's so volatile and it makes it even harder for people to understand their why if they came into this, you know, volatile situation, not knowing if they were standing on stable ground. And if you're not standing on stable ground, understanding your why today, it's going to be equally as hard if you're in an, you know, in a vulnerable situation, such as what we've got going on in society. And, you know, I'll stop there. But, you know, to me, I, I, I just think it's, it's, it's very, very important that, you know, how we are, how we are casting, you know, out into the world, how we're teaching, how we're motivating and educating that, you know, we're putting things out there so that it requires people to be thinkers. It requires people to get outside of the stereotype. It requires people to get outside of what they believe is the brass ring and really set a reasonable, logical path towards their own journey and success. Yeah. I was just going to mention their, their own version of success. Uh, I work with some people and, and I think it's a beautiful thing for me personally. I love cooking. I I love to cook. Like I'm a griller, man. I I love to cook. And what I recognize is that I would hate a job in cooking. Right. And, and, you know, it's almost kind of counterintuitive because the way I think most of us are brought up, like you mentioned earlier, you have a talent, you try to use that talent to make money. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, and it makes sense. Uh, but at the core of that, it's why do you like that? Why is that a thing? I like cooking because it allows me to be creative and it allows me to make things that, that people can enjoy. I don't want to do that for money, though, because money changes the, uh, you know, it's that, that that Bible saying you can't serve two masters. I, I couldn't serve it for money and then also do it for the love of it. And in that sense, man, there are some people who are working in industries that they're going into for the money or for the prestige but they hate it. And and we see those people every single day. So to me, the, the, the real key is let's get you lined up with what's actually inside of you, what's actually the real thing. And and maybe, uh, you know, if, if, if planting flowers is your thing, 
Maybe you don't need to be a florist, but maybe that's what you do on the side. Maybe that's what you do to wind down, to make it okay to go to work for that 40 hours and do the job that you don't like. You know, so for me, man, it's it's a real, it, it really is taking a deep dive into who you are and what you are. And, and that's the whole point. Uh, like, that's really the whole idea. Let's find out what we are and use that to our advantage versus being handcuffed to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, very well stated, you know, extremely, extremely well. Um, you know, as as we're as we're starting to run out of time here, I mean, this conversation is getting very, very deep for me and I'm, <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. But uh, but, you know, um, the, the, the thing here where, you know, from a from a transitional phase of where you are today, and the decisions and the thought process and 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 all of the you know the rhetoric and things that that basically you know kind of uh, catapulted you towards where you are today. Mm-hmm. It started with you know one statement that you made earlier on, uh, which was how you made it out. You know, and 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 what I'm talking about is is not necessarily making it out of the projects or the ghetto in 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 the in the contents of escaping. It mm-hmm. is it is it is basically moving your life forward. And I really want everybody who's listening to this podcast to understand it's about progress. It is about not being complacent. It is about stepping up to the plate, taking risks, understanding you know what you have to do making sure that you make the right decisions and first and foremost, enjoying or loving what you do. Because we've touched upon throughout this whole discussion that just because people are successful, and this is funny, you know, and I'm I'm getting I'm gonna kind of wrap up on this. It's kind of funny that, you know, you find people that are successful. You find people that are that are that are, you know, living that posh life. But you never really know what's in their bank account. Maybe they're not quite as posh as what mm. they're perceiving to be sometimes. And so mm-hmm. we also have to be careful of that, you know, and and not walk around with blinders on. So the whole premises, you know, of 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 our dialogue of talking about leaving it all behind is about stepping forward. It's about taking these things that are good, things that are lessons, things that maybe you failed in and you took something away from that. You know, the importance of those things, as we've exemplified and we've talked about here with Kelly, you know, leaving the ghetto and then and then going into financial and then, you know, bringing that back into the business uh, small business markets, and then realizing how, you know, unhappy people were, and then taking that extra step, you know? And so with, with all of that, Kelly, we wish you a tremendous amount of success going forward. And we'd like to ask at this moment in time, do you have any final remarks or at least some takeaways that you'd like to leave with our audience? Uh, just a couple, because I want to make sure that I spread this message at far and wide. Um, I, I personally believe that, and I, I inculcate this into my coaching, that, that the number one thing we all need to be doing is enjoying this life through a measure of love. So I, I, I have a hashtag on LinkedIn, I leave with love, because the reality in my mind is that any of the rest of the reasons that we do stuff, it won't lead to us being ultimately happy. But if you're starting from a place of love, everything, love always comes back to you. 
And I mm-hmm. can tell you, I've had so many more opportunities since I've adopted this sort of way of thinking. Uh, for me, it's attached to God. But uh, to start off with this place of love, I think is going to be the reason why different people in the world are able to become better people uh, versus not. So I, I like to leave off with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for sharing that that with us. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, if we're going to if we're going to heal um, yeah. society, if we're going to heal our brethren, if we're going to heal how we perceive looking at one another mm-hmm. and, our and that's yeah. right. And, and, and putting our differences aside, it's, it's got to start with exactly that. And, uh, certainly, like I said, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And so before we wrap up, I've got, uh, just one last quote, which, which basically kind of really resonates, uh, with kind of everything that we've talked about. Uh, and the quote starts out like this. It says, don't start your day with the broken pieces of yesterday. Every morning we wake up is the first day for the rest of our lives. So folks that are listening to us, please think about what we've talked about. Understand the importance of what it means when you say, leave it all behind, because these are some powerful, powerful words. And certainly, you know, we look at these words as being an opportunity to grow and to flourish and obviously leave all of the bad press behind, close the door, close the chapter on that, and basically just move yourself in the right positive means. And so, Kelly, before we wrap up, how can people get in contact with you if they're looking for coaching services? Sure thing. Well, my website is bethinklive.com. That's www.bethinklive.com. L-I-V-E.com. You can find me on Facebook uh, under Kelly Anthony Blackman uh, and on LinkedIn under Kelly Blackman or under BE Consulting. Excellent. 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 Well, to all of our listeners, uh, this has been a great dialogue and great discussion with Mr. Blackman. This has been episode 67. Kelly, we certainly appreciate you coming on board. Hopefully we can do more of these, man. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Sometimes 30 minutes is just not enough time. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it never, especially when you get into a conversation with you, Greg, it's it's good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So to all our listeners, uh, thank you very much. This has been episode 67, Leave It All Behind. Thank you very much. Everyone, please be safe, be careful, and uh, love one another. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.